Get ready for a journey into the heart of Bridgeport politics with In Absentia, a new podcast from Connecticut Public's investigative team, The Accountability Project. Learn about the city's past and present political dysfunction and the systems that enable it. Tune in wherever you get your podcasts. Funding provided by Gregory Melville and Susan Fox and Kathleen Bromage. Hey, if you're listening to this bonus feature, you've probably listened to the show we just did featuring executive producer Katie Talarski's documentary of a year in the life of two people with end-stage cystic fibrosis. I was so moved by the documentary and so intrigued by how it sounded that I wanted to interview Katie about how she made it. After college, she got a job as an admin at the pulmonary clinic at Boston Children's Hospital, and it was there where she met Brian, who was getting treatments for CF. As he was getting sicker, he agreed to record some conversations with Katie about what he was dealing with. What is it like living with CF? What's it like to feel like you're dying? And why didn't he want a lung transplant? Through the hospital, she also got connected with Dr. Euler, who's the director of the Adult Cystic Fibrosis Program there, and Beth, who was facing similar challenges as Brian, but was pursuing a lung transplant. There's a lot of stories in there and a lot of ways to put it together. So here is how our conversation got started. When I was listening to this documentary, there were some moments like when Beth gets the call that the lungs are imminent (laughs) and the sound of her voice and her mom. And I'm thinking Katie was not in the room. She could not have been in the room with her. Right. So how did all this work? How did you get these moments that you couldn't have possibly been there for? So I had some in-person interviews with both Brian and Beth. And those were, you know, I had some very specific questions to ask, but then I also gave them both small task cam recorders. Um, Those moments when, they're alone or they're it's the middle of the night and they have you know brian did a lot of that actually just like recording his thoughts after doctor's appointments or you know after something emotional would happen um and then beth you know of course you give them the recorder you teach them how to use it but you can't force them to turn it on in those moments and so she just like knew that obviously this is a huge moment and so i'm glad that she took the time to turn on the recorder before she called her mom Uh, Because it is such an amazing moment, you know, it's like, it's like this moment of possibility of like, oh my God, this is going to happen, but also like terror, I'm sure, because you just don't know how it's going to go. When you would get the audio from them, I mean, I imagine you probably had hours and hours and hours to go through. And as a producer myself, that is (laughs) psychologically difficult to wrap your head around. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about how you would listen and process this audio? Like, would you type it out? Would you just listen without any notes? Like, how, what would you do when you got the sounds? I'm a strong believer in transcribing everything. So I listen. Sometimes I'll listen first, and then I go back and transcribe. So basically write out everything that they say in every interview, and then, like, star it and bold things that I think are interesting use color coding to signify different themes. So if they're talking about like their childhood or they're talking about death or they're talking about whatever it is, you know, because it ended up being maybe like five or six different themes because I didn't narrate it. Like they had to sort of like flow into each other and tell a story. There is a part of the doc that 
it just made me smile when I was listening to it because I could I could hear what you did and I I couldn't figure out how you did it. The part where they're talking about you know what's going on in the lungs when things get bad and you've got multiple voices in this slowly uh, destroys the lung. It is a disease affecting the endocrine system. So most people produce wet, slippery mucus. mucus. Which is gross, right? I, I always say CF is the grossest disease anybody could have. Thicker and like sticky mucus. The mucus that's in your lungs. When you've got this idea to do something like that montage, how do you do that? <laughs> in some ways, it's like composing a song. You know, it's like I wanted to explain what cystic fibrosis was but I didn't want it to be boring and like like clinical and medical. And as you can hear from Dr. Euler, he gets pretty technical. So I asked them all sort of the same questions and they all had similar answers, but in their own way. So then, then I took those and wove them together so that they were sort of finishing each other's sentences, but just letting their personalities come out. Again, just trying to tell it in a way that's interesting to listen to. I remember you telling me about using post-it notes as you try to visualize the flow of something. Remind me what that's about. Yeah, so that goes back to the idea of um, the themes that I had. And so what I did was I had transcribed everything. I basically printed out all the transcriptions and I taped pieces of paper and post-it notes up on the wall in one of our studios. So it was like, okay, here's again, here's literally all the quotes that they say about their childhood. And then how do I want to organize that so that it flows well? Or that like, what did they repeat each other? And maybe like, who said it better? Or how will they like complement each other in this? Or like, what is it, what is it that I want to get through to the listener? And how, you know, who, who, who sort of gets to that? So yeah, it was like a lot of this sort of a big wall of, of a lot of like color-coded pieces of paper. When I think about, you know, writing a song or a poem, you think like, how do you know when you're done? And, you know, at some point you had to wrap this up. And um, what isn't included in the doc, because the doc was done, was Brian's death. And I wonder, like, how do you feel about that not being a part of the doc that's out in the world. I I like that it ends on a really hopeful note because it ends on this question of like, you know, Brian says, I really, really want my lungs and I'm, I'm afraid I'm not going to get them in time. And like, that's exactly what happens. So I think ending on that hopeful note for him, for me, feels like a really good place to end because that's where he was rather than, you know, I think you can always put the post note afterwards and explain what happened. But, you know, I want to express that hopefulness that he had. Thank you for talking with me, Katie. Thank you for having me. If you listened this far into this bonus track and you haven't yet heard her documentary, you can hear an edited version of it on the last show we posted here on Audacious, but you can also go to our website, ctpublic.org slash audacious. And when you click on the show page, you'll see a link to that original unedited, well, less edited <laughs> version of her documentary. I hope you listen to it because it's so powerful and important. And I'll see you right here in your podcast feed next week.
Thanks.